Hello guys, welcome back. I am super excited to be talking to an awesome guest. Her name is Jamie and we are going to deep dive into all things motherhood. The good, the bad, and the ugly, but a lot of the ugly. <laughs> a lot of the ugly, not to overly harp on the negative aspects, but to really shed some light on the unique challenges that sometimes mothers have um, in the choices that we've made, the way that we want to parent, being an entrepreneur, and um, maybe perhaps some of the unplanned things, even with planned pregnancies, you don't plan for certain things to happen on the road, like um, disabilities or different concerns that we have for our children or just different things that happen. I know personally, right when COVID started, everybody was concerned about um, the elderly and, and older people. But I had two people in my family that lost their infants. And it, it was just devastating to be a mom and to see like my family members lose their children. That, that means that's something nobody ever is prepared for. Um, so I'm really, really interested in getting uh, Jamie, your opinion, your perspective. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So I'm just going to throw you in the deep end. <laughs> why Why do you think this is an important thing that we start talking about this um, today, about motherhood and all the bells and whistles that come with it? Well, um, motherhood is, first of all, like the most important job you ever have as a, a woman if you're having children. Um, and I think so many times we just kind of look over all of the little teeny nitty gritty things that us moms do every single day to help our kids grow, help them learn, keep them safe and healthy, teach them how to be, you know, good adults someday. Um, and we've got moms that are home all the time. You've got moms that work full time and they're trying to juggle a full time job and all the after school activities and the homework and how do I still connect with my kids when we're going 700 miles an hour all the time. And on the flip of that, you've got us homeschool moms that have our kids 24 seven. And, you know, we don't have all of those activities running around because we're on, you know, maybe one income. And, you know, there's that whole spectrum of mom stuff that we do all day long. And I think a lot of times we just overlook all of those little pieces that have to come together to make that mom life actually work well. A hundred percent. I, um recently saw a documentary about um the high school shootings and i didn't want to watch it i was just like i'm not ready to to watch this this is too confronting by so many ways right all the mothers who lost their children and but the mother of the child who did the thing and i was overwhelmed with how hard it is to be a mom I was overwhelmed listening to the stories of all the parents and their suffering. And then the mom of, she's like, I raised a good kid. And like, he did this horrendous thing. And I, it started getting me thinking about all the things that we do for our children and how many things are so beyond our control. And so talk to me a little bit about your experience as a mom you have three kids that I know you love to death 
kill them sometimes you love them so much <laughs> you're like i love them to death that's an accurate statement <laughs> um tell me about becoming a mom and the unique things that that you were faced with in 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 not only being a mom but like teaching your children school stuff which i don't even remember like my kid is in first grade he brings me homework and i'm looking at it like what is a what i don't remember that so tell me about your unique perspective on 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 being a mother well, my background is a special ed teacher. So I've been in the classroom for 17 years, um, specifically with children that have hearing loss, but 60% of kids with hearing loss have other disabilities as well. So I've seen a, a huge spectrum all the way from infancy to um, you know 21, because not all kids graduate when they're 18. Um, and I, I've had a really unique motherhood experience. I have three kids with chronic illness. So and that was from day one. So I had babies that had the real bad colic, didn't ever sleep. I was still working as a full-time teacher, sending my three-month-old to an in-home daycare where she wouldn't eat all day long. Um, so when we got to the point when she was ready to go to school, I remember sitting there going, I'm in that kindergarten classroom. She can't participate in this and this and this and this because of all of her things going on. And I also was like, oh, who better to teach my kid than me? So we made the decision for our family that we would homeschool. I would sacrifice and quit my job and take on the full-time job of homeschooling your, my kiddos. And then <laughs> we had two more kids with just the same amount of chronic illness and all of these things going on. So I am every mom has to make their own decision and it all comes down to your kiddos and what's best for them. Sometimes going to public school is the best choice for those kids. Um, for our family, it wasn't. And I don't honestly see them ever going to public school because it's not their particular health needs aren't something that I think is going to drastically change. But now that I'm in charge of all the education, I have to discern what it is that I want my kids to learn, how I want them to learn it, what I decide is important. Um, you know, you just talked about your first grader coming home, like, thanks Common Core, that you have no idea what it's about, right? So, you know, those kiddos are in a public school, their school system's making a decision what they think is right and what is important. And on the flip side of my house, I have to be, be responsible for making those decisions. So it's kind of a catch 22, like, yes, there's some good things. Like I know that my son has some learning disabilities going on and I've been able to pivot and try different things and do stuff way outside the box that would have never happened in a classroom situation for him. But I'm also charged with that responsibility of making all those decisions and making sure that they're getting everything that they need um, to be successful in life. And, and I, I feel like the double whammy, right? Like, because we as mothers already feel that pressure to like educate, right? Like, I don't think education is just like academics, but like manners, like how to be in society, how to be a good person, how to be kind, how to be, how to stand up for yourself. So you have all the education that already happens naturally as a result of being a parent. And then on top of that, you add the academics and you deciding what are the academics they need to learn at that time that's appropriate for their learning style it's a lot so tell me how do you cope 
with the pressure because it is pressure and it's beautiful in a way like like it's so amazing you can do this for your kids right like like you said who could take better care and nurture them better than you but there's got to be a significant amount of stress and pressure as a mom to have so much responsibility tell me about that process and and how how you take care of yourself <laughs> take care of myself barely right. Um, <laughs> well, I get 10 minutes in a shower by myself, maybe if I'm lucky, right? Um, like, so right now for me to be able to do this, my husband took all three kids outside to go play. So we are blessed in the fact that he works remotely. And so we can tag team a little bit so that I have a tiny bit of flexibility. Um, but that is actually a huge growth curve I've had to go through because I've had a lot of illness myself along with the kids. And so in the last couple of years, we have been on the road to healing and that goes so beyond the physical part of that. Um, I was definitely really struggling for a while. Um, how do I keep doing this? How do I keep showing up and being present for my kids at the same time, making sure that we're getting all their learning done and we were moving. <laughs> We lived in a camper for a while because our house was actually making us sick. So we are currently building a house. Um, so now we have all of these obstacles going on and the kids are in all these different environments. Um, one day at a time. That's how we do this. Um, my kiddos have some behavior stuff. They have pans, two of them do. So it's literally you wake up in the morning and it's like, all right, are we having a good day today or are we having a rough day today? Because. <laughs> All of those plans I had for the day might go straight out the window if we're having a rough day. So we're flexible um, one day at a time. It is okay if we don't get everything done in a day that I had wanted us to get done. Um, as long as everybody has been fed, they're all dressed, they're all under one roof and we're all still alive at the end of the day, then it was a success and tomorrow is another day. It will take the W, right? You're like, listen. <laughs> This is good. We're good. We managed. Um, uh, it takes a lot of courage to be so vulnerable. So I, I thank you so much for being here. I also respect your time immensely. So I want to get the most value out of this because I know that there's so many women out there who like, I think I want to dig a little bit more into how to take care of your children with disabilities, but in the sense of like how do you mentally, right? How do you mentally process that? I know as a mom, we don't know what the baby's gonna be like until the baby's here, right? And all of us, I mean, I think that I can speak to most women in the world. I think we all want healthy babies. I don't think anyone is like, no, I want un one unhealthy one. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that would even be normal to to consider. <clears throat> But now you got these three precious babies that need extra love, extra support, and you have to be so much more than you intended to be, right? Like more than you plan to be. Um, take me through that emotional, um, those emotional moments where, yeah, life is hard, but it's worth it, and 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 you wouldn't you wouldn't change anything because you know you're in the right place and doing mm -hmm. anything for your kid. So there's a grieving process. Anytime you have a child that isn't quote unquote no more normal, every mom goes through that grieving process. Some of us get through it quickly. 
others it takes a really long time and i think a lot of it has to do with the support that you have um my husband has been such a blessing through all of this um he had no idea the world of food allergies until he met me and so i kind of gave him a little leg up as he was dating me and going through the wooing process that um this is a, a new world there's definitely some foods you cannot feed your wife and all three of our kids are that way and so he at least had a little bit of a a piece of this but um other than my mom no one else in my life really did so now I have these babies that react to every single food I eat and I'm breastfeeding on demand all the time, eating two foods because that was the lesser of the evils. Um, so that grieving process, I mean, depression definitely kicked in for a while and it had nothing to do with postpartum. It had everything to do with like, why God? Like, what did I do to deserve this? And how are you getting me out of this? Like, where are my answers on how to fix my child? I used to sit in front of doctors who would be like, oh, honey, you clearly need some help too. And I'm like, no, fix my kid, I'll be fine. <laughs> if you fix my kid, we'll fix me. And in the, now that I'm on the other side, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, I'm in that light now, I'm looking back going, oh no, I needed a lot of help. <laughs> you know, like I would have refused to take depression meds because I would have been so worried about what was in that medication that would get into my baby and make her sicker. Um, but man, to have somebody to talk to that maybe already been there, done that, had that 10 year old down, it's like, oh, it's gonna get better. I promise you it's gonna get better one day at a time. Like, oh my goodness, I wish I'd had that. Um, and just even knowledgeable people that could have pointed me in the right direction for different healthcare options. Cause it is not all about Western mud and pills, right? 100%, 100%. Um, I think community and women sharing and talking is so much more important than we ever thought. Um, I I don't think that I went through a full-blown postpartum depression because I felt it come on. And I was like, oh, okay, like, how do we stop this train? But because I had already been in the personal development world for a while, my first child is 24. My last child is seven. So by the time my seven-year-old came around, I was a much better parent just simply because I had dove into my own personal needs and healing myself and working through some trauma and knowing myself better. I've definitely been the person that has been inspired to eat for my blood type, not necessarily because um, I had any like issues with eating, but I saw how different foods responded in my body. Um, I remember that I went vegetarian for a while because I was like, that's the healthy thing to do. I am a vegetarian now. And I got so blown. I was like bigger and like softer and I, and I was um, working out and I was like, I don't understand. I'm not eating fats. I'm not eating proteins like meats. And, um, and then I started to get into eating for my blood type and I, it was like, it blew my mind how my personal needs wasn't like that pyramid triangle that they show you in school, you know? Um, so that, that's fascinating. And I in, um, the other day I had a friend, she was like, I'm learning what my blood type is. I think it's gonna make a big difference if I know more about how my unique body works. So tell me, I'm very curious, what are the things that you, kind of foods and things you had to cut out and what is what does your nutrition look like and for your kiddos 
And how hard or easy is that to implement those those diets and those needs into your lifestyle? <laughs> well, you don't put it in a regular lifestyle. You change your lifestyle first of Life. all. <laughs> um, okay, so we were made sick. 25% of the population does not have the genetic makeup to detox things like mold, mycotoxins. We are part of that 25% of the population. So we were living in a moldy house. In hindsight, I was a gymnast. Hello, there's mold all over in the gym, really. So I spent my life sick all the time and all these food allergies and stuff. And I just managed symptoms. It's totally different when it's your kid that's sick. Like realistically, us adults, I mean, I didn't realize I shouldn't be nauseous every single day of my life until I had my son and I went on a super strict two food diet. I literally ate chicken and millet for almost a year. I tried other foods in there, but then he would react and I'd be like, nope, I will eat chicken millet for the rest of my life if that's what keeps my kid healthy. So nutritionally, I have been nursing a child on a super restricted diet for 10 and a half years. We are almost to the weaning point with my three and a half year old. And I had kidney failure, I've had thyroid disease, I had skin cancer pop up. I had all of these things going on and yes, it was diet related, but it was also toxin related. Um, the mold just shuts your body down. So my husband and I made decisions that were really hard. So one of the things that having children with chronic illness or disabilities is it affects your relationships and your social life hugely. So we stopped going to family events because no one was willing to make any accommodations when it came to food. Babies put their mouths, hands in their mouths, religious, like it's all the time, right? So if we weren't gonna keep food contained, if we weren't going to take some of those things out and like I ate two foods, my list of things I could eat is a whole lot less than the list of things I took out. So we've been two years out now. My oldest daughter eats about 25 foods. I mean, we're the top eight free, except for almonds. She eats almonds, but nothing processed. Um, rice is the only grain that we really eat at all. And we have a homestead because we learned so much about how gross <laughs> conventional meat actually is. And so pork, which is the dirtiest meat out there, but um, is one of the meats that we safely eat and chicken. So we feed like super organic, corn-free, soy-free. We spend a boatload on feeding these animals so then we can safely consume them. Um, eggs are tolerated now by my oldest, but my youngest too, no. So um, my son is probably the worst and he is probably at about eight to 10 foods right now. He's in the middle of a pants flare. So anytime he gets a virus, it changes the microbiome in his gut. He starts reacting to foods again, inflammation to the gut equals inflammation to the brain. And so we start pulling foods back out so we can get the gut under control and then we start introducing one at a time. But my husband and I have not been on a date in seven and a half years. We have not eaten out as a family um, and at least that long because at that point my daughter couldn't eat out um, at all. We, I mean, everything is made from scratch at home. I am a short order chef. Uh, I might cook four different meals at one time. We do as much of a low histamine diet as possible. So that means leftovers are not really a good option. So it's like pull the meat out of the freezer, defrost, cook, consume. Um, if there's leftovers, I usually feed it to my husband because that makes it a little easier in my world. He's been a rock star through this. He will eat whatever I make. Um, we have actually gotten rid of his high blood pressure and he's lost a bunch of weight just because we took out all the junk, right? I love that. <clears throat> I love that because 
even though we're talking about caretaking the kids the challenges with all these things that nobody's ever planning on even your um experience like i was sick didn't even know what was making me sick all my life i couldn't imagine because i remember just like going through pregnancy and just like feeling that sick feeling of nausea i couldn't imagine feeling that every day like forever you know so but what i love what i love that you just brought up is that your husband don't got to deal with this and even cleaning up as a necessity the diet for the family shows a massive improvement on someone who doesn't need it right so kind of kind of letting us know that we all need it we all we all could explore taking more responsibility over the things that we consume um i mean heart disease cancer rah, 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 like a million other things and i believe some of those are preventative right it's much crazier with something that you're just like born with and can't do nothing about except maintain it treat it and like you know find your way around it um i still find it really crazy because like i like to eat and i like to eat junk food but i'm not a big like person that's like obsessed with eating all the time and so i still find it really crazy when i see people like eat crazily i'm just like why <laughs> why are you eating so much <laughs> like why are you doing it? because i have the consciousness of how that's going to live in your body how is responding to the body especially if i see someone that at the very like conscious level i can see that they're unhealthy right like there's so many of us that have on like secret diseases that nobody knows about you know my mom um she has to eat gluten free and that was way before it was like a trending thing she went to the doctor her her thyroids were like and she was like i don't understand why i don't eat that much and like just all these confusing things and then to the point where she develop developed celiac, celiac? Mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about okay celiac, yep. yeah and like she just literally her body was like nope you can't have this anymore and so i recently visited like a, a few weeks ago like a few months ago maybe and her entire food everything is gluten-free and she's very cautious like what are like she will go to people's events and bring her food like this yep. is how like you gotta survive if you want to even have a little bit of that social life and that's just an adult woman who's not not having to do this for her children this is just self-care so you have your own self-care you got the kiddos that are counting on you to figure it out right and you're doing mm-hmm. amazing <laughs> well thank you <laughs> i feel like there's people that could be listening who have never thought that maybe there, there's something wrong with themselves or their child never thought that it could be their environment something like mold. i kind of have a mold phobia like mold like freak the hell out my man knows like we had mold in the back bathroom and i was like bleach and not bleach i mean poison right <laughs> like yeah bleach is the worst thing to put on mold so if anybody's listening don't spray bleach on it it actually releases more mycotoxins it makes a chemical soup that's bad you gotta remove it and there's other products like hydrogen peroxide or vinegar are safer but if you spray it on you can make those mold spores go poof so spray it on a reg gently wipe it off if it's um, a non-porous thing you can wipe it off of but if it's in like wood or insulation is really bad yeah drywall's terrible you have to rip it out and hopefully 
with a company that knows what they're doing only because then it just goes poof all over your house. No, we had, because we did have construction on that. Let me make sure that we're good on time. Yeah, good on time. We had construction in that bathroom and I was like, Rah! like, you know, I, I told my boyfriend because he was like a single guy. I was like, how do you even shower in here? Like, I was just like, I couldn't believe it. But we actually, um, for the construction, we actually had to have a mold specialist and they were sealed it up with a zipper and they was like toxic, don't walk in here. And I'm like, we've been living in that. Yeah. We've been living in that. So what would you say to a mom, a person, even a dad, right? That sees all these things happening with their kid. Maybe they don't have um, any doctors or any supports that really understand this type of stuff. And they're just like, ah, it's okay. He'll grow up, he'll grow out of it, blah, blah, blah. Like, what is it that, where, where can we point them to start doing their own investigation? Um, because I think this is really, really important. And with our food getting less nutritious and more, you know, uh, chemically engineered and our soil having no nutrients, I mean, we are going downhill fast. Yeah. Where do we start, um, especially when someone has no clue? Yes. So 69% of Americans have a chronic illness. And I can tell you that chronic illness is brought about by our, our toxins and our dysregulation of our immune system. We're exposed to over 700,000 toxins a day. Some of our homes are the absolute most toxic places that we live. So the CDC will tell you that mold is no big deal because honestly, if we really truly as a country acknowledged how toxic mold in your home is, insurance companies would go bankrupt because it's like 85, I would say probably 90% of homes have mold in them. And a lot of times it's hidden. So like anytime I suggest to someone, hey, I think you have mold. So since I left, and have detox, it's called unmasking. I can literally walk in a house and tell you if there's mold in your house within three to five minutes. I can tell you if it's terrible and I can tell you if it's not so bad. I can't tell you where it is because it's hidden in walls. It's in your subfloor, you know? Like it's not always visible. That's so interesting because talking about visiting my mom, she bought a new home in New York it was a whole old home, but it was new to her. And it was in this very damp place of, it's almost like on a hill and it's very foresty. And let me tell you, I could not breathe. I think I was there for five days. And I, the first day I was like, sniffles. By the last day I was there, I couldn't, like my whole nose shut down. And I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> where my nose went it like flew away it was gone it shut down and i kept asking my mom i was like mom are you sure you don't have mold in here because this is an old house it's very damp and humid um it was built a million years ago and she was like no we had a mold inspector and she got really like defensive over it. i was like mom i can't breathe <laughs> so i was thinking maybe i got a cold traveling being on planes or around a bunch of nasty people right like I could be a little bit of a germaphobe but I tell you that I got back home and suddenly I can breathe perfectly yeah so um, most people are super defensive if you yeah. even suggest and that's because they correlate mold with their hygiene oh what that you're telling me that my house is dirty I don't clean my house I will be the first one to say I had kids with allergies food allergies my house was 
spotless because I was worried about cross-contamination of crumbs you can't even see, right? Spotless. But I had, I think we probably found at least eight to 10 different places where we had to rip walls off and that's where we found it. Jesus. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with your cleanliness and how often you clean your house. And even if you have a new house, this is the bad part, you cannot go into Home Depot, Lowe's, Menards, any of those. Walk through and look at the wood on the shelves. You're gonna find moldy pieces of wood. Oh my God. We build our houses with mold. I'm building a house right now. I told them, do not bring moldy trusses, moldy floor beams, moldy wood. You're not allowed to put it in my house. We're not starting this way. They delivered 10 trusses that were moldy. They said, nope, brought some new ones. I've gone through and I've marked probably eight boards that I'm like, this is questionable. We're gonna be sanding down this space. And this was coming from someone that was like, no, you cannot put that in my house. And I checked everything. Most people have no idea. No idea. Think about house going up. It sits out in the rain. Yes. How weeks, months sometimes if there's delays. Um, now we're using the zip system in Advantech that has a different type of glue that actually repels water much better. But before that, plywood and OSB, it absorbs water, it doesn't dry out. Absolutely. And you have 48 hours to dry out a piece of wood before mold starts. 48 hours. You're blowing my mind. This is incredible. So we put these houses up. Every, the construction industry is so warped. They don't care. They're going to put it up unless you tell them otherwise. And then we close it all in before it's totally dried out, before any remediation. I guarantee you at least 95% of the new homes have mold in their walls and the homeowners have no idea. And, and then we have all this chronic illness. Yeah. And it's making us sick. And even if you go to the doctor, you number one, you have no idea what's going on. You go to the doctor, that person probably doesn't have any idea of what it could be. Because what I feel doctors do is they treat symptoms, rarely the cause of the symptom, right? Kind of like with personal development as well. Okay, so you're depressed, you're sad. There's a reason why this is happening. It could be a trauma, but it could be chemical. Like you don't know, but nobody's looking at what's causing. Everybody's just treating what they can see is very superficial. So if a mom is out there and it's like, dude, I think this is, I think my kid may have something. What is it that, like, what is it, where do they start? Because they're not going to tear down the walls. <laughs> no, 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 don't tear down your walls. <laughs> okay, we don't so... know how to do that. <laughs> but we still, at the very least, have a place of curiosity because I think education is everything. I think, honestly, what... I'm an American. I talk to people all over the world. I do podcasts with people all over the world. I think that uh, our, our greatest detriment is ignorance, that we just are so complacent with not knowing. Like, okay, like, no, like, we should want to know. So let's point people. Like, there's a mom. There's stuff going on with the child. Nobody has answers. What? Where do you point her? In what direction? First of all, do you see any mold in your house? Second of all, you can do an ERMI test from Envirobionics. I might've said that wrong. It's about a $300 test. They ship it to you. You can do either a dust collection um, with it's like a vacuum 
on a on rugs kind of deal or it's like a Swiffer. Send that back in and they're gonna give you a detailed report of how many spores and what types. And not all mold is bad. Like the outdoor mold, if you're allergic to outdoor mold, well, yeah, you're gonna get hay fever symptoms, right? But it isn't gonna cause thyroid disease and diabetes or MS or, you know, any of these big chronic illness stuff. Um, and it, once you get that report back, then you move on from there. Like if you have some alarming rate, you know, spore counts of some bad molds, that's when you start finding companies. Um, you can find a company that's an IEP. Um, there's an IEP in the school system, which is always where my brain goes versus an IEP, which is a mold person. Um, you just need to be careful with some of the companies because if they tell you they're just going to come in and fog your house and never remove the mold, that is going to only be a very short term fix and you're not going to get healthy. Um, remediation is always an option, but it can be very expensive. So then, you know, a lot of times families are stuck with like, I can't afford to remediate. I can't afford to move. What do I do? Um, that's where you want to find those naturopathic and holistic types of doctors who can really work on the detox systems and support your liver and support. Um, a lot of times it's going to be some diet changes to help clean up the diet. We want to make that immune system as strong as possible and help your body deal with all of those incoming toxins. And you can, you know, mold only one toxin, you know, you've got all of your personal care products, all of your household cleaners, you know, air cleaners can help your water source. City water is worse than well water most of the time. And we think we're drinking something that's clean, right? Um, so there's just, you go down that rabbit hole and I've spent the last 10 years learning all of this stuff because mold was the last toxin we learned about. I did everything else before we got to that point. Um, so, definitely check for mold and find yourself a naturopath or a holistic doctor that understands the body as a whole and isn't going to just toss pills at you to treat a symptom. You're so muted. <laughs> Hello, here I am. <laughs> it feels like a good place to start because I'm putting myself in this situation. Where would I start? A good place to start, it literally is to get educated. It literally is to, I think on the, on the, cheapest the most um accessible is to like get a book get a good book or um i would love for you to talk about how you support people um in this way where you have found resources but if i had to go and talk to somebody and just be like oh girl you gotta look at this stuff i would i think that education is such the first place um, especially because you can't really fix something that you have no awareness that's around you know what i mean and so tell tell us a little bit more about your business how you take care of people your people how you help how you educate all the things that i think are are important and how people can find and connect with you because I am sure, right? I am sure there's gotta be some women out there who are like, I don't know what's wrong with my kid, mm -hmm. right? And there's as a, a lot. Mom, <laughs> as a mom, it's heartbreaking, right? <clears throat> and not only I don't know what's wrong with my kid, but a lot of times we get a diagnosis and it's like, okay, so I'm supposed to give a message for the rest of their life? Well, 
don't take that as an answer. Don't be willing to take like, this is just what your child's life is gonna look like forever. Start asking those questions. Look for those different out of the box resources, um, holistic and natural types of ways. So I help moms that have children with special needs or chronic illness and we focus on the mom at the same time that we're focusing on the child because every aspect of mom's life is affected by the needs of this child. And now that I've been through it and realized that I needed so much help along the way as mom that I don't want to miss that step in helping moms. Um, so I teach a, a year long class. Um, we meet twice a month and I'm teaching all of those different, um, I'm giving you the education that you need in small little bits that you can digest and understand and then go and apply it right away. So kind of like a college class where you show up, you have a lecture. Um, this one will be very participatory. Like I'm asking moms to answer questions and get to know each other, participate in this small group session. And then I give them um, strategies to go implement right away and homework to do. And so, and healing takes time. It doesn't just happen overnight. And so I've helped so many moms along the way where it's like one little puzzle piece. Well, that's not the whole puzzle. That's not the whole picture. I want to help with all of the puzzle pieces so that you truly see healing because there's seven different areas of health. It's not just the physical. Um, we work on the spiritual, mental, emotional, even down to the financial, the relationships, all of those different things that are affected by having a child with unique needs. Um, and then if you have a child that has a, a, a disability, um, a lot of times you send them off to school and then they come home and they're doing things in school, but they don't do it at home. Or, you know, there's like, there's no connection. And that's kind of my background and my expertise is working with those kiddos. And I've always wanted to be able to step into the homes and help moms figure out what they're doing in school and how to do it at home. So that's a little bit of um, where I come into support as well. So once you have access to me, you can um, ask me all the questions you want to, and I want to meet moms where they are right now. So, you know, we have topics set up for all 24 months or 24 classes, 12 months, twice a month. Um, but those are subject to change depending on what the needs of that particular mom group happens to be because life looks different on a day-to-day -day basis for most of us, right? And it could change in mm -hmm. a flash. Like you could be cruising, you're like, I got this. And then whoop, something happens and you're like, I don't got this. Yeah. I don't got this. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, and so, I, yeah. One of the things that has come up um, as well is like all of these classes that are out there that you can just modules and take. But we are so good at just texting or emailing, you know, we're taking that relationship totally out. Um, so this is a way where we as moms, women who like to talk and connect and get to know each other can be in a safe place to really be vulnerable, to ask those questions, to figure out what's working for another mom that might work for them and really get that relationship piece going again. Because usually we feel totally alone Oh, and like I we're by ourselves. A hundred percent. And that's just, that's just being a woman in general, you know, <laughs> now the layer the other stuff. Um, when I felt that postpartum depression coming down with my last baby, I had enough insight to know that something I was like, some things I didn't know it was postpartum depression. It was like, I feel right. Like that feeling like I love my baby, I have this brand new baby. 
um, my relationship, I'm struggling. And I remember going to the doctor's appointment and just being like, you know, I don't, I don't, I feel like something's off. And I share some things. She's like, I just want you to go here, right? So she sent me to mental health and to, to go to a group. And now I'm a lone wolf. I'm like, I can figure it out. I'm gonna read the books. I'm gonna get the course. I'm gonna do it. But it really was one of the first times that it helped so much to listen to other people struggle. I know it sounds like that's not the super like spiritual thing, like, but like I needed to know that I wasn't crazy for feeling the way that I felt. And so when another woman was there with their baby and she's like, I just, I'm losing my mind. I'm like, me too. Like, thank (laughs) God I'm not, because it could like, like that loneliness that you spoke to, it could feel like it's very, very lonely. And I think if women could learn to be together and lean on each other, things are easier, not because your life changes, but because you just have that emotional support. Because- And it's your perspective. And it changes your perspective. Yes, it's a lot. It's like, it's okay to say, this is hard. This is like challenging. This is, I don't know what to do. And in listening to other people, we often get so many ideas uh, in listening to the people we're like, oh man, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I didn't know that I had to tear down the walls. You know, they're like, <laughs> and they're like oh my God, I gotta go and, and get the little, you know how they have like the, <clears throat> like the ops, but they throw the camera off. I'm about to go through the walls in the house. <laughs> but the reality is that we don't know what we don't know. And we need to be in community with people who've been there, done that. So we, one, don't feel crazy, two, have resources, right? And with, I I do a lot of manifestation and law of attraction. You cannot manifest if you can't even bring it into your consciousness. So wanting to manifest health for your children, you need to be in an environment that's conductive for that, right? If you're struggling and you have no answers, that makes you um, angry, depressed, like unmotivated because you don't have any solutions. So if you guys are listening, um, I think this is an, a, an amazing opportunity to get educated and help your kids, like help yourself. So Jamie, last question, how do we find you? How do we connect <laughs> with you? How do we join your offers? How do we ask you questions? If, if there's people who are just like, I think that she was talking to me, how, how, how do I get them to connect with you? Um, best bet is probably to go to my website, which is www.h2healthyhome.com backslash coaching. And it is a full-blown website with lots of information on there. The coaching part, you can email me. You can set up a time to meet with me via Zoom. Um, You can register for class, and then I'm going to reach out to you anyways to get more information and to make sure that you're in the right class. Um, And then on the rest of the website, there's also more information. So we've broken down things like water filtration, air filtration, um, personal care products. And because it's such a big world out there to know what it is you're looking for and why you might want something or not want something um so we're constantly adding to those pieces as well but it's a good starting point to really start to try and understand where all the toxins are coming from and start to learn a little bit more about how to start living a healthier life and it is a lifestyle choice a lifestyle change um and that takes time and it takes education and you need that support and somebody you know, I will help walk you through the whole thing. We've been there, done that. We're doing it. This is the life we live. And we've seen so many health benefits. Um, 
man, I could give you a laundry list of symptoms I no longer have. And same thing with my kiddos. That's amazing. That's amazing because we do get we we do get stuck on like all the problems we have. And sometimes we forget to look at like the problems we no longer have, even if we still have to deal with certain things, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a like beautiful perspective. I have to step into that a lot when I'm just like, things are not right here. But but look at this. This is okay. (laughs) This is okay. Look at here for look, look over here for a little while. I have to like, you know, bamboozle myself a little bit. But thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I'm so honored. I'm so privileged to I've learned so much. I'm about to go mold detecting. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for being here. All the information about how you can get in contact with Jamie is going to be in the summary. Jamie, it's been amazing. I hope you come back. Sure, anytime. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.